Hello. Hi, Matt. We're so back, Will. Will, we are so back. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, November 25th, 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Matt, yeah. how you doing? Matt Sheehan is here, my co-host. Oh my do, Will, we're back at winning football games. I'm You're great. Never this gonna lose fantastic. again. God no! What? How could you ever think that? No, 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 no. We're back. I would bring the whole staff back too. Honestly, I would bring everyone top to bottom uh, back for the 2019 season. 2020 I- season. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I, I'm yeah, a year behind there you apparently. Go. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. While we're at it. Yeah. Um. I saw on Twitter mm-hmm. people not joking saying, Where's all the fired Antonio people at now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I saw the same thing too on uh, Twitter <laughs> and the old Facebook. It's very nice. Mm. Whoa, where are all the haters at? Good. Like, I'm sorry. I, I saw the game where we played Rutgers. I, I didn't know you guys were watching the games where we were playing the Ravens and scored 27 on them. Like, Shout out Lamar Jackson. Uh, right, seriously. <laughs> I mean, no, the, the the haters are right where they are. They are here watching MSU struggle in the red zone against Rutgers at times. Uh, but hey, defense one time. They look, uh, they look pretty good, actually. Oh, man. Sorry, oh, no. I'm just yawning here. Wow, yawn um, machine. Excuse me. Are my yeah, takes that gonna, boring already? I'm Jeez. that bored of that. We're going to talk about it. We'll talk about Michigan State beating Rutgers. Um <laughs> we'll talk about the most interesting Rutgers thing to come out of the weekend is not Michigan State related, and I feel like we should talk about that because it's it flows nicely. We're going to talk about Greg Schiano. Yeah, okay. Why? Uh, why not? J- just because. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about Michigan, Mich- or Michigan State, and Rutgers. Excuse me, uh, and then some Schiano stuff mixed in there as well. And then uh, we'll talk about Michigan State, Virginia Tech in the uh, Maui Gym. Maui Invitational. Matt, it's terrified of this game. I'm actually kind of... I'm not doing okay. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, Virginia Tech's a really weird team, and we'll talk about why. Not weird. I shouldn't say weird. They're a very unique team, uh, and we'll talk about why uh, in the third segment. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day, and you can find... Lockdown Spartans, wherever you get podcasts. Ready, Sounds Matt? Good. Yeah. Okay. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound sad. This is a happy episode. We're coming off the win. I'm just so I'm just so conditioned to be like miserable on a Sunday night recording. But no, this is actually a good one. This is very exciting. Oh, there's another one. Oh no. Will, are you gonna be okay here, man? I'm worried about you. I don't know what's happening. I don't know either. I feel like DoorDash needs some Starbucks right now. This is a disaster. Um, Ooh, you like that plug for our sponsor? Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I, I was going to uh, plug another sponsor, but all the rest are boner pills. and just, Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> work right. on it. Yeah. Michigan State goes to Piscataway, gets a win where nobody goes and gets a win. No. Just, it's like... <laughs> Going into the shoe at night, going mm-hmm. to Piscataway at noon. Yeah. Michigan 100%. State beats Rutgers twenty-seven to nothing. And here, I actually want to pull this up because I think it is a good summation. I wrote uh, for Spartanswire, SpartansWire.usatoday.com, Very as nice. always. So I wrote like a halftime thing. I usually mm-hmm. do like here's some thoughts at halftime. 
here's what's going on. Here's how change, whatever. Yeah. Here's, I just want to read you my lead uh, for that. And I think it pretty much sums up um, exactly how this game went. Michigan State's quest to get back in the win column is going about as well as the rest of the season has gone. The difference today is the other team, or the difference today is the team on the other side of the field. Just happens to be Rutgers. So, <laughs> yeah. God bless the Scarlet Knights. Yeah, that is one of the worst football teams I've seen uh, yeah. in a long time. Like, I don't watch UConn. I don't see UConn much. I saw like yeah. nine plays of UConn this season. Um, don't watch UMass. Haven't seen Akron. You know, can't really see these teams. That was the worst college football I've seen. It's uh, not all season. Like <laughs> I, I knew Rutgers was bad, and yeah, I'm gonna be transparent here. I don't really go out of my way to necessarily watch Rutgers. I read about them, I see the scores, I look at the stats, and that's usually enough for me. All those stats we went through on the last episode, where yeah. I had to figure out if they were fake or real, like that—that that was pretty brutal. Watching them, completely different animal. <laughs> I'm not convinced that that half the starters have played the sport of football before they enrolled into college. Like it, it was, I, I I felt bad for them. And one hand, it's like, hey, this is great, MSU is up, <laughs> but like, wow, this is. Uh, I feel a little sheepish here putting a win in the win column playing this team. Like this is a, this is an awful team. <laughs> I, I've seen, I, we've seen bad teams. I watch them every Saturday. They wear green and white. This was a an atrocious team. Like, whoo we so yeah. But hey, out of win. Out, out of the 130, out of the 130 teams in Division One football FBS, Rutgers is 117th in SP plus. I I don't care to see the 12 or 13 teams behind. Well, them. it it's all group of five teams. You know, UMass, Akron, still Bowling don't Green, care to see them. UTEP, UConn, UTSA, Old Dominion. Like, yeah, it's a bunch of those teams, and it's Rutgers. And then um, Arkansas <laughs> is that one away? Yeah, Ar- man, Arkansas too. Because I w- did watch a little bit of Arkansas too against LSU, and Ooh, like they bloody. looked competent in the fourth. Uh, no, the fourth, the first quarter, they looked kind of competent. But then, oh boy, when the wheels oh fell off, <laughs> oh my! Yeah, Arkansas um, football is one situation to be in right now. <laughs> yes, and Rutgers is worse. Um, yep. So yeah, just and that is adjusted for opponents and tempo and and all that. So they're they're really bad. They're yeah, really really bad. Uh, and we saw exactly why. And you know, credit to the defense for sure. For sure. Hey, Rucker scored twenty one in Ohio State the week they before. Yep. So I got, I would argue yep. that we are better than Ohio State at this point <laughs> of the season. I will happily argue that. Yeah, the Rutgers got some junk time touchdowns against Ohio yep. State. They usually get a junk time touchdown. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't give up 21, uh, second half points to Penn state. That's true. Did all in the first half. All in the first half. Um, so good on the defense for getting a shutout and holding them to 140 yards. That's, you know, that's solid. Good job. Um, I thought the offense was really bad. (laughs) Yeah. That's the ugliest 27 points you'll probably see. Um, Lewerke. So here's. Here's the thing. Um, Go on. I shouldn't say I thought the offense was really bad. I thought the offense set out with really bad ideas of what they were going to do. <laughs> Fair. Like down to the rotations too. Yeah. <laughs> like just We'll talk about the rotations. But uh, at halftime, I, I'm not going to dig up the stat. I should have it up here right now. 
but mm-hmm. I, I can come pretty close. Um, Michigan State had th- uh, run 19 plays that were passes to Cody White, Julian Barnett, or um, Speedy Naylor, right? 19 yeah. of those plays went for nine yards per play. All right. Which is exceptionally elite. Yeah. That, that tw- plays. Yeah, yeah, that plays. The 24 other plays they ran in the first half, so all non-throws to those three people, mm-hmm. went for uh, like two yards per play. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit no, of no, a drop no. I'm off. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 3.95. Four yards per play. That's my oh, bad. We're killing it then. Okay. Four is still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, four is dandy. Come on. Yeah. Man. 19 passes thrown to White, Burnett, and Naylor in the first half for 172 yards. 24 other plays for 95 yards. Shoot. And that's the thing that is the most frustrating. Because, like, so the idea of changing the offense and all that, like, it's good to bring in different plays, and we're going to do more zone read, and we're going to use a little bit more tempo, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And they've done that. Mm-hmm. They've they've certainly changed the plays they run. Yeah. But when the philosophy is still geared towards not winning, <laughs> which is what their philosophy is, I don't care what offense you run. Yeah. Um it, it makes no sense to have these plays that are working so incredibly well and going away from them at any point. You got to throw the scent off. That's why. I yeah, mean, yeah. You can't have the defense thinking that you're going to throw a banger of a play every time. <laughs> like, you you got to mix in some duds of the play calling, just to keep them honest. That's <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's the old strategy there. That is the most logical explanation of it. Like, it makes me so, well. You need to establish the run. You have mm-hmm. to have balance, Matt. No, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know you won football games by establishing the run and having balance. I thought you won by scoring points. No, well, back then, yes, but no. This day, you just want to have a, a balanced play sheet of yeah. um, yep. a jet sweep here, run up the middle here. Yeah, so yeah, points uh, are overrated. I think yes, um, points wins are overrated, are overrated too. Yeah. Um, you know, what's not overrated though is bowl games played in Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> That's, we'll get back to that later, though. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm fired up. I'm all be in Maryland, but I'm fired up for the Quick Lanes Bowl. But yeah, that's just. It's a philosophical thing. It's never going to go away uh, mm-hmm. until, honestly, until D'Antonio leaves because that's the thing he, he brings. Even he, could, yeah. he could bring in whoever he wants as coordinator. Um, yeah. If that never changes, the idea of just making winning decisions, <laughs> trying to win football games. Like yeah. imagine Michigan State's won a lot of football games. They imagine have... how many they would have won if they were trying to win them all the time. Um. I would hope more than five so far this season. I mean, I don't want to go out on a limb I here, mean, but I, I feel like they'd have like seven or eight this season. Ooh, um, a little bit of Jacksonville Bowl game uh, yeah. action for you. All right, the old Tax Slayer Bowl is what you're but smelling. Yeah, yeah that was just it, Michigan State moved the ball so easily when they threw it um, to one of their three receivers. Like they put three receivers on the field, threw the ball, and they it worked every time. You did you ever play uh, backyard football as a kid? Yeah, the the old PC game. They they had to play yeah. hocus pocus where the receiver would run five yards, disappear, and then reappear twenty yards down the field. Mm-hmm. Cody White ran that play every time. minimum ten times, <laughs> minimum ten times. I've never seen a man more open, more consistently while lighting the world on fire at the same time. 
eventually, like, eventually, you would think, okay, well, they're, they're definitely going to throw a body on him now or two bodies on him. And then, you would think? Oh, nope, that's the easiest 20-yard gain um, I've ever seen until you saw the next 20-yard gain that he had. It was uh, they just tr- truly, truly outdid themselves with uh, the coverage on Rutgers' end. And, yeah, I mean, pretty good play designs for MSU's end then when it worked. Uh, it was just – it was really a matter of – Rutgers not having any good football players. That's <laughs> crucial in the game of football. Anyone uh, as good as Cody White. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Michigan State should have just thrown the ball every single play um, yeah. until Rutgers stopped a single pass. But That's how I play Madden. It usually works. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 And then, um, I don't know, just couldn't run the ball. Couldn't get things going on the ground. We're, we're inefficient on the ground for the most part mm-hmm. until late in the game when uh, Eli busted off like a 24-yarder. Yeah. And then they opened the second half with four straight runs and five of the first six plays are runs. I love it. Yes. And the, the only pass play they ran, they ran seven plays before they threw the ball beyond the line of scrimmage after just torching them through the air in the first half. Again, like, you got to like keep them honest. Got to keep them honest. Dude, it's like they went into the locker room like, all right, our downfield passing game is crushing it. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. Yep, enough of that. <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> enough of that. Let's make enough this one a little that. more snug uh, for the networks here. We want to help out our friends here at Fox Sports One. Yeah. So let's, let's keep this game a little tight. Striking distance. Mm-hmm. A deep striking distance, so it's not yeah. totally over. Because you know, if you guys keep scoring, game. if yeah, if you guys keep scoring, everyone's going to change the channel to Penn State, Ohio State. So yeah. don't. Do everything in your power to not score to keep it somewhat close here so we can all uh, watch together. So, like, on a scale wait, of 1 to 10. Wait, wait, save to... it, save it. We're over on time. Oh, yeah, we do do time, don't we? Yeah, okay. we got to go. We got to next segment. We'll do that. Whatever Matt's saying. Erectile dysfunction yeah. used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, Matt, scale of 1 to 10 what wow. now? Sorry, I, I forgot we uh, did ads for a hot second there. Um, it's okay. So a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being like the absolute worst, you're feeling horrible about it. 10 is um, beating Iowa to go to the college football playoff. Where does that rank as like happy you could feel about this win? On a scale of 1 to 10. 1? <laughs> yeah, I was afraid that was going to be the answer. I'm, I'm kind of up to like 4, but I know what? how... I know how insane that sounds, and I know this is a lot of homerism and borderline. No, not even borderline delusion. Just straight up delusion. Um, we haven't seen a win since September twenty eighth. Sure. Uh, they could have played Dewitt, <laughs> and I still would have been pretty jazzed about a twenty seven zero win. That's fair. It's um, totally so fair. that's kind of no, not kind of. That's a hundred percent where it comes from. Is mm-hmm. just I was so desperate just to see any win. It's like, yeah, boys are back. Yeah, yes. So that's <laughs> yeah. I'm at a four. It was it's 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 nice seeing a win on a football field. So yeah, but, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't begrudge you or anyone who feels that way because, like, it literally they went almost two full months mm-hmm. between winning football games on a calendar. Yeah, that is. Oh, and- and I know the normal person's answer should be one. Like, yes. that, 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 like there is a correct answer to that question. It, it, is, it, 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 it is one, maybe two. Um, but yeah, 
hey, a, a no-stress win against Rutgers because I don't know if you remember, we've had those recently. Oh, uh, buddy. It was nice to, to, yep. to have a, a no-doubter, although I got to say, I did get pretty nervous uh, when we got jammed on the fourth and short um, mm. in the first drive of the game. I was like, oh, wow, Ladarius is, is back. That's fascinating. <laughs> I, I thought we were done getting jammed in those plays. Uh, no, we were not. So I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is a game of destiny for Rutgers, isn't it? It wasn't. So no, they all worked just, out in the end. They just weren't good enough <laughs> at all, which is great. So yeah, um, no, Elijah Collins, thirty-one carries, one hundred nine yards at a mm-hmm. just a robust three and a half yards per carry against Rutgers. Yeah, you know what I like though what I, I love seeing, um, just for uh, my own peace of mind, is Rutgers zero for eleven on third downs. So hey, that's that nice. was nice too. Instead of lighting up, you know, third and seventy fives uh, every single game, they shut it down for one game, and that was very exciting. So, yeah, amongst the um, few things that we like seeing, that was one of them. So. Yeah, I mean, Rutgers didn't have a first down in the first half. That was nice. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. It was it was it was a nice win, um, but I, I don't. But think then they, reality. <laughs> I don't think they did anything better than they've done all season. <laughs> I, right? I, yeah. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, uh, except like Cody White's performance, obviously. Yeah, sure. Like something individual like that, like that was pretty neat. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't want to. Like, Cody White had a crazy day, and that catch was incredible. But like Rutgers defied physics, yeah, yeah. Rutgers was just playing off coverage, totally terrified of him, as they should have been because they don't have anyone who can cover him. Yeah, and so yeah, they're just peppering him. Like, yay, we're being smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Cody's like, I'll just take these catches. Um, it was a bummer that he had that touchdown ripped out of his hands for an interception. I will say that we don't have to recognize that play. <laughs> we'll just gloss over that. That was really nice from Rutgers. Good for them. Yeah, um, that's going to make their season on highlight film. Hell I mean, yeah. that, that might lead off the whole entire thing. What happened so. the rest of the game? Uh, nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's enough questions from you. It's just Liberty highlights, <laughs> UMass highlights, <laughs> and them ripping the ball out of Cody White's hand in a, in a massive roll play. credits. Roll credits and welcome Greg Schiano to uh, the mix for your next head coach. Not oh, anymore. Wait a minute. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. I, can't, I, I, I can't must say, Schiano. listen. Yeah. Greg Schiano's agent has to be, um, what's UConn's coach? Randy Edsel's agent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like college, <laughs> if it's not, then we've got a thing going on in college football where college football agents are just the best agents in the history of agenthood yeah it's it's like randy etzel's agent uh greg Schiano's agent and then charlie weiss's uh agent too the the godfather yeah. of buyouts yeah it's uh those those three are the three-headed monster of agents but like at the same time i like i i almost like i don't blame greg Schiano for not taking this job because what, what was the offer details he was being offered 32 million dollars over eight years is that right Yes, and I think one. I think I read one point seven five million per year be allocated to assistance as well. It, that would put them at the top half of the Big Ten if yes. they were to do that, and that's all great. But I think Shiano. I, I think it was mentioned that Shiano like wanted a commitment from the university to like spend more of like the, um, what am I thinking? Facilities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like, if, if you can't get them to sign off on everything that you're asking for, like, it's an impossible job. Rutgers is truly an impossible job unless you get literally 
everything you ask for to line yourself up for success to maybe get to like a six and six season. I mean, I, I, I get why he's picky about it. I get why he didn't just sign the dotted line because anything short of a Keen's ransom, like you're not going to succeed there. So I don't know. What, what kind of line of thinking are, are you on? Does that make sense? Or like, do you kind of agree with that or, or not so much? Let me give you some uh, pr- the deal points here. Okay. So annual salary of $4 million for each of the next eight seasons. Mm-hmm. $400,000 retention bonuses every two years after the second year. $25.2 million guarantee uh, if he gets fired before 2021. Uh, and then that guarantee goes down um, by, to $4 million through the end of the contract. Got it. Uh, unlimited use of private jet for all recruiting activities and for all non-recruiting program and university-related travel. Yeah. Uh, bonuses for season ticket benchmarks. There are also provisions for a car, private golf club membership, spousal, and family travel to games, and a $100,000 relocation and temporary lodging bonus. Nice. I've always found the private golf <laughs> membership funny with coaches. When yeah. on earth do these guys have time to golf? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Uh, yeah. Um, so here's my take on Greg Schiano. Okay. I'm all ears. Since he left Rutgers. Mm-hmm. He flat embarrassed himself as the Tampa Bay Bucks head coach, right? That did not go well. Yeah. Completely embarrassed himself, mm-hmm. um, especially with the uh, fight that his team started by trying to jump the uh, yep <laughs> the the kneel down that old um, thing. Yep. Yep. Then after that, he went to Ohio State and took some of the most talented players you can find in the college football scene. Mm-hmm. And turned them into a mediocre defense and yep. was kicked out for Greg Madison. <laughs> yep. Um, he took a job at Tennessee and the fan base revolted and they did not take kindly to that. Yeah. yeah and, and he did not get the head coaching job at Tennessee because no. the fans got so mad. Um, and then he was supposed to <laughs> join the uh the patriots as the defensive coordinator and resigned uh after a month uh on the job the old urban meyer got to focus on my family faith uh, and family resignation yes so that's where he's at um yeah. right now <clears throat> yeah. um and and i should say that the tennessee stuff related to um his time at penn state during the jerry sandusky scandal that whole thing, yeah. That he didn't do a good enough job reporting um, sexual abuse of a child. So that that's thing, where that came yes. from. Yes. So all that into consideration, and he can get $25 million guaranteed. <laughs> that's how great life. he did at Rutgers 10 years ago, honestly. The like, only, that, dude, the only reason he has that type of offer is uh, because he won at Rutgers. Yeah. In 2006. That's the only Correct. reason they would even be considering something like that. And for him to be like, nah. <laughs> when you put it all like that, yeah, that's nuts. What the hell is Greg Schiano going to do? Greg Schiano should take a job there for like $2 million a year. $25 that... million, Like, where's Greg Schiano going to get more than $5 guaranteed million? Uh, he won't. He yeah. can't get, like, if he gets a head coaching job somewhere, it's at Akron. And they're giving him seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year over five years. Yeah, that that was my big asterisk. Like, yeah, I could totally see how he would turn this Rutgers job down. Asterisk, uh, just like you're saying, what else is he gonna do and make close to that much money for that 
long of a period of time. He's so, it's but just, yeah, hey, that's that's a man who knows what he wants, and he knows that he doesn't want to just like sit there and fail in New Jersey for you know however many years until they, they just guarantee four million dollars when they fire him. I mean, well, by that point, uh, he's already made uh, twenty-seven million dollars or twenty-eight million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad way to fail, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, weird thing there. We spent too much time on Greg Schiano, but I just wanted to like uh, happens every time. What an idiot! What I I guess just whatever. I know personal happiness and, and whatever yada, yada but he was very clearly interested in that job oh and yeah very clearly has an affinity for rutgers uh i would think having made his entire career there yeah so good news for nunzio though good news for nunzio um, yeah. bad news for nunzio his football team sucks yeah i don't want to bring that up <laughs> yeah but Speaking of things we don't want to bring up, uh, Virginia Tech shoots the hell out of the ball. We'll talk Uh, about it in a minute. (laughs) Okay, so here's where Virginia Tech ranks uh, just in some categories. You ready? Yep. They are eighth in effective field goal percentage on offense. They are the number 12 three-point shooting team in the country. They shoot 42.2%. Behind the arc, they take the second most threes per shot attempt in the entire country. They are number one in the country in percentage of points coming from three-pointers. So should I do my what's Matt worried about segment right now? <laughs> Matt, what are you worried about? Virginia Tech's pretty good at shooting three-pointers. <laughs> um, I, I think that's what I'm worried about uh, heading into this game is that they can splash the ever-living hell out of the ball. Yeah, and that is going to spook me at five o'clock sharp today. So, so their coach is Mike Young. Yep. And you're like, who the hell is Mike Young? Mike Young uh, is the longtime coach of the Wofford Terriers, and the Wofford Terriers were ballers last year. Here's just well, I'm just going to go through a handful of their ranks here, um, in terms of. Three-point shooting. So, last year, they were number two in the country, shot 41.4%. Mm. year before that, 40.2% was good for ninth in the country. year before that, 38.4%, 37th in the country. The year before that, 409 7th in the country. Yep. Cool. So, um, yeah, Virginia Tech is certainly embracing the style that um, Young's teams played at Wofford. They shoot half their shots are, are going to be threes. Half their points are going to come from threes, uh, and they've hit a lot of them so far this year. Yeah, uh, they they haven't played anyone worth a darn. I mean, they played Clemson uh, conference game to start the season on the road and beat them by seven. And Clemson's not very good. Clemson's like a middling. They're they're back to normal Clemson. Remember Clemson? Remember when Clemson was good at basketball two years ago? For, for yeah, for a yeah. hot second, yeah, and that's like, like when like Zion was like, you know, two four seven had him crystal balled there for a hot second. Like it's mm, like a, mm-hmm. Clemson basketball is a thing. Yeah, because he's from uh, near there. Yeah, he's down the road. Yeah, yeah. Not not the Penny Hardaway has really got moved <laughs> there. Like he was actually from there. Yeah, actually from there. Um, but yeah, Clemson is back to being what you would think from Clemson in terms of just not great. Um, yeah. So they did beat Clemson and then crush all the other teams. This is going to be their first sort of real test. Um, but they shoot the hell out of the ball. I know. I know. I I, I kind of like the defensive matchups, though, maybe. Maybe I'm getting my hopes up too high, like Aaron I mean, Henry on, on Nolly. 
Um, he is their top scorer, 20 points a game, 45% shooter from three. He's 6-7. <sighs> I know. Um, <laughs> He's good. So, I, like, I'm assuming Henry could match up okay with him or possibly Gabe Brown if they wanted to go that route. And then there's, uh, I'm going to butcher this name coming up, uh, Naheem Alaney. That sound right? Um, Alaney? Alaney? You guys will realize when he hits like his third three of the game. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's going to be my guess. 6'3", 195, Rocket on him, which, and Rocket's, you know, pretty solid so far this year on the defensive end, as far as mm-hmm. I know. I mean, from everything I've seen, I, I mean, I'm not with Izzo breaking down film, but yeah. in real time, it, it looks to be okay. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that. The likes of Coppin State, South Carolina Upstate, Lehigh and Delaware State, Virginia Tech's last four opponents, don't have the athletes that MSU will to cover them. So that's giving me a little bit of optimism here. A little bit. I think it's going to be harder to shoot. Here's what I want you to be aware of. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important. Yeah. So here is the the height of the starters for Virginia Tech. Six foot okay. six three, six three, six, 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 seven. Positionless basketball. Positionless basketball. So um I think that actually will be okay for Michigan State because they can run out lineups with um Henry at the three and Bubba at the four yeah. and be really switchable there. I'll be interested yep. to see how Michigan State plays it. But um Virginia Tech is a. They don't offensive rebound. They don't get to the line. I'm surprised they're a good defensive rebounding team. I have to think it's because they played some some bad teams so far. Yeah. Um. Hopefully. And you know, like Isaiah Wilkins is six four, and his off his defensive rebounding percentage is like twenty percent. That's insane. Um. Their point guard BD. <laughs> six feet tall is his defensive rebound percentage is 20 percent mm-hmm. um radford six one 20 percent so their small guys kind of rebound a lot right now i don't know how much that's gonna fly uh against michigan state a team that absolutely you think uh, tillman's gonna have something to say about that yeah <laughs> i think savior tillman might be able to rebound over um the virginia tech's point guards that are all six feet tall and shorter that yeah yeah i, I uh, yeah i think i kind of like those odds yeah so that's really um something that's gonna even the scales a little bit so to speak is there a spread for this game yet or no nine and a half oh it, oh wow okay i, I would have guessed like six and a half wow nine yeah and a half. ken Ooh. palm's got it at nine too gotcha um i do think yeah it, it's not fun playing a team that shoots the hell out of the ball is gonna shoot a ton and yeah. all they have to do is get hot for a night and you're gonna have a really hard time beating them yeah but they're going to shoot like four free throws. <laughs> um, Excellent. Which, which we everyone loves the three. I love the three. You love the three. We I was going to say, after, after this game, I'm going to watch some Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech basketball this year. I, I might be a fan of them unless we run into them in March again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll um, get down with this team. <laughs> they got a guy who shoots 63% uh, on threes on 19 attempts. <laughs> okay. So 12 no, and 19. Okay. And he's okay. He's five ten. Um, no, no, I'm back to not liking this anymore. All so right. we all love threes, um, but believe it or not, the three is not the corner three is not the most efficient shot in basketball. It's free throws and dunks are the most efficient shots. 
in basketball. Um, I think Michigan State's going to be able to get a lot of free throws, uh, and I think they're going to be able to get a lot of dunks. Yeah. Um, because that offensive glass is, is going to be a major, Open. major, major factor for Michigan State. So, yeah, um, Virginia Tech's going to have to shoot the lights out to kind of hang around. They'll probably shoot it really well, and they're going to shoot it a ton. Um, but Michigan State's going to probably buy themselves a ton of extra possessions, finish easier on the rim, um, you know, just stuff like that that Michigan State is able to do that is, you know, just not what Virginia Tech is set up to stop. They're small. Yeah. They're teeny. Their biggest person on the court, uh, except for Ojika, oh, I, I can't, John Ojikau. Yeah, I, I I'm letting seen you do this yet. on your own. I, I've got no help yeah, for you. Yeah, Ojikau. <laughs> John Ojiko, whatever. Um, he plays not that many minutes. Like the biggest person they have weighs two hundred and twenty-five pounds. This Marcus Bingham oh, is Bingham, the same yeah, weight. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> like, it's good for him. So All they're right. they're short. They're not big. Um, I think yeah. it's going to be really not fun for them to kind of get pushed around uh, in but, this type of game. And we also have some shooters too. I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, but uh, Foster Lawyer Connor George paired up for the Cornhole Championship. So. We can match their shooters for some of ours. I was going to say. And that's that's important. You beat Tom Crean's Georgia Bulldogs in Cornhole. Yeah. Well, I mean, what were the Vegas odds on a kid from Okemos, Michigan, and a kid from Clarkson, <laughs> Michigan, teaming up to win a Cornhole tournament in Hawaii? The, ha- um, the odds of that had to have been minus 500, right? Yeah, like 1 to, one to 12. That was that was not 12 remarkably to one. safe not, money. Yeah, uh, not, yeah. not 12 to 1, 1 to 12. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's... That was safe money. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, Landers Nolly plays 73% of their center minutes. 6'7", 225. Yes, he can shoot it, but, like, that's not yeah. a concern for Tillman to go out on the perimeter. No, sure isn't. Yeah, It might not be a big Kithier game, but he'll survive. Um, yeah, Michigan State's, I think, going to be okay on this one. We'll see, though. It's never fun, like we said. Playing and a these team. preseason tournaments, not preseason, but early season tournaments yeah. are, are so wonky, too. I yeah. Mean, yep. Well, then again, I say that about every tournament, come to think of it. They're all wonky. Well, tournaments are just wonky. Yeah. It's Wonksville. Also, Virginia Tech's been incredibly lucky this year. Their opponents are shooting 22% from three. <laughs> okay, let's not do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome if we could yeah. go ahead and <laughs> go north of that today. All right. Yeah. So, All right, anything else uh, about this game that... I mean, I think I'm just going to be really jealous whenever they go in and out of commercial break, like because you know they're going to have the nice scenic shots yep. of the beach and yep. everyone having fun at a luau. It's like, God, I still got to like work till Wednesday. And, yeah. oh, it's so cold here, and I hate the cold. <laughs> I'm such a wuss. So no, other than that, nah, nothing, nothing really yeah. important. Just you want to see the typical stuff. I'd like to see Tillman build on beating up some crappy uh, guys from Charleston Southern. You want to see mm-hmm. him kind of establish himself get into the season because he hasn't had a, a wonderful start yeah keep seeing it oh, from henry oh. yeah i also want to see rocket watts uh see some shots start falling i'm gonna say that every game until he drops a 20 burger so once again <laughs> i would like to see rocket watts fill up the hoop so sounds good to me other than that though nah nothing for me just scared about three pointers <laughs> well we'll see uh we'll see how it all uh plays out here that's gonna that's gonna do it it's gonna is do it? it for us yeah this is we're oh, man. long um yeah. rest of the week so we got today tomorrow wednesday 
no show Thursday, and then we'll be back Friday. Yeah, with a uh, yeah. Michigan State Maryland preview. So that's the, uh, the mm-hmm. on the docket for this week's show. Will and I will personally come to your house on Thursday, though, if you're really that desperate to hear us. Just you... <laughs> drop an address. We're there in a half hour. So drop a pin. Yep. We are uh, twenty dollars an hour. Oh, I just I I just need a pint of Fireball. That's all I need. I'm not charging money. <laughs> I need Please. money. Matt needs Fireball. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll just we'll come sit at your family gathering and tell yep. all of your uncles why they are wrong about whatever you want us to do. Yep, disturb your aunts and uh, yeah, call it a day. Be yeah, nice. it'll be good. Yep. So, uh, yeah, drop a pin. <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Please don't actually call us on Thursday. I feel like that was a bad promise to make. Oh, well.